Hello, welcome to our WandaVision review. WandaVision, WandaVision. Uh, so yeah, a spoiler warning for the entire series. So uh, yes, spoiler warning. I repeat, spoiler warning for the entire series of WandaVision. Well, because it can't all be sorrow, can it? I've always been alone, so I don't feel the lack. That's all I've ever known. I've never experienced loss because I've never had a loved one to lose. But what is grief? If not love, persevering. So what's a single gal like you doing rattling around this big house? Well, I assure you, I'm married to a man, a human one. <laughs> We are an unusual couple. Oh, I don't think that was ever in question. We just don't know what to expect. Hello ladies and gentlemen, welcome to NYC Actors Talk Film, where we have film and TV discussions from the actor's point of view. I have a very special guest today, David Leon. Clapping for myself right now. I... <laughs> it's the most actor thing you could think of. I know, a total actor move, clapping for yourself. <laughs> uh, yeah, thank you so much for, uh, for uh, coming on. It's my honor, it's my honor to be here. Thank you so much for having me. Yeah, so we're talking WandaVision today, baby. We're going to talk WandaVision. The season one, or season one, I don't know if there ever, there's ever going to be a season ever again. Uh, but the series, let's say, is done. And so um, uh, I want to talk about it as a whole because there's a lot to talk about. And uh, um, before we even uh, start our, our discussion, um, uh, David, uh, David Leon, <laughs> um, uh, what are your... Uh, overall thoughts so far with Marvel, Marvel Studios, the the um, the movie studio. Like, what do you think of their movies and everything? You know, before even jumping into the show. Wow, oh, what a question. Um, <laughs> I well, I have, um, I guess, very uh, evidently, I'm a huge fan of all the Marvel cinematic films um, and just Marvel in general. Like even before the MCU, like. Um, some of their films pre-MCU are just some of my favorite films like of all time in general. Um, I, I, something really interesting that I was talking with a friend of mine recently about was, you know, post Endgame, sort of like the track, the, the, the path for where things were gonna go was slightly different than how things are right now. Uh, obviously due to the coronavirus pandemic, things got shifted around and originally we weren't gonna get WandaVision first but I think it's actually, I think it's actually worked out for the best that we got WandaVision first because it, because for all the MCU films, they're, they're, they've always kind of had this formula or overall they've had sort of like a. Right. They're, they're sometimes even the, even the good ones are a bit samey. Yeah. Yeah. But something about WandaVision that I think works so well as just like something to jump you back in. Um, and also to bring new people in, because I've also talked to people who haven't seen any Marvel 
anything, anything from the MCU. Is that's just so different? It's so I mean, right down, I mean, right down to the 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 style with all the different sitcoms and homages. To Absolutely, everything. yeah, and I yeah, I also know people who just kind of jumped into this show and now are like going back to watch the movies because they're all on Disney Plus streaming now, and uh, so yeah, it's like it's it's kind of an interesting. Even though it's like phase four, we're in phase four now, but like this show in a way is like almost another like jumping off point for people, which is really interesting. It is. And I think it works so much. Like it was definitely like an experiment. Like it was definitely kind of a risk because you have a lot of episodes that have no action at all when one of the biggest yeah, flaws. I, I, I would, I, uh, kind of uh, uh, jumping around a bit uh, for my for my thoughts but I one of the things that I really admired about the show up front is that there's basically no action for eight episodes like like we get that action of course at the end and we'll talk about if that works for us or not but but those first eight episodes eight out of nine episodes of this series has like n barely any action which is great i like it i like that we don't have that and we're talking to each other the characters are talking to each other instead and like we're we're just like tv we're finding ways around you know because even though this has a, a probably what like the biggest budget of a tv show ever besides maybe like mandalorian uh like like they they still like found creative ways to like have conflict where it's not just pew pew smash smash you know and i like pew pew smash smash don't get me wrong <laughs> who doesn't love pew pew yeah i think infinity war has some of the best pew pew smash smashy moments of the whole franchise but i think more often than not uh i think sometimes the action's a bit much for for these movies and and shows and everything so i like that we we really took the time um before that all that all happened but yeah uh but uh yeah what else uh yeah so let me let me uh, uh, chime in with my thoughts on the mcu real quick yeah so i same as you david i i i i like the universe i i love some of the movies i think uh the guardians movies are f uh, and for those who don't know this uh um david leon loves the sam raimi uh, Spider-Man movies. Uh, Spider-Man Two is like one of your favorite, if not your favorite movie, like ever. Yeah, right? yeah. They won't see this in the podcast, <laughs> but I'm showing him my giant poster to my favorite movie of all time, Spider-Man Two. Hell yeah, brother! My shrine, my personal shrine. Pizza time. Pizza um, time. <laughs> but uh, but for, uh, the, the those Guardians movies f for for me are like the Sam Raimi Spider-Man movies for you. I think those two movies are just like fantastic, like the cream of the crop um uh mcu and uh, uh yeah so i i i am i thoroughly enjoy the mcu but i also agree that like sometimes they, they there is a formula to it at this point i mean they're the hugest thing ever right now of course it, there's a formula to it it's like it's like when the disney renaissance happened you know what i mean like when disney was king of the world and 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 you know uh, everyone was just craving for what's the next disney movie what's this what's that and there was a formula at that point you know like when when we got like hercules and tarzan at that point we got like you know wide-eyed uh hero you know damsel in distress funny animal sidekick like there was a formula to it at a certain point over top villain you know everything so like at this point there is kind of a formula to the marvel cinematic universe where we know okay you know, we got our hero 
or or a heroine. Uh, we're gonna find out, you know, what they're really about, you know, and and they're gonna fight probably like a dark reflection of them themselves, and and they and the the villain will probably not be that great, and uh, and uh, and there'll be a lot of smashy smashy at the end, and uh, we'll have a really a good grasp on the main character and but we'll also be setting a lot of things up for what's to come with their character arc and and with the arc of the whole uh, world of Marvel. So yeah, on that on that tangent, uh uh let's let's talk more about WandaVision how that kind of maybe breaks away from that a bit and how maybe that kind of also maybe uh, becomes uh, maybe formulaic by its conclusion or not. I, I you know, I, I, I think a lot of people right now are mixed on the finale. But let's just start with overall thoughts on on One the Vision. So overall, uh, David, what are your thoughts? I quite enjoyed it. I, um, it's funny too because I really wasn't looking forward to this show back when they first announced like uh, uh, One Division, Falcon the Winter Soldier, uh, Loki. But as I kept hearing more about this show and kind of like what it was going to be like, and oh, every episode's going to be like a sitcom and it's going to take us through more of Wanda and Vision's relationship. I was like, oh, that sounds so interesting. And as it went on, it was like, there was this really cool, as I was watching it and I was talking to a few friends of mine, I, I compared it often to David Lynch, which is like, uh, as you know, is someone who's like very surrealistic and someone yeah. who kind of like plays a lot with like, American suburbia so like especially in those early episodes I loved how it like uh found a balance between like the I love Lucy love letter and this really creepy unsettling uh mystery like you didn't know what was happening everything was still very shrouded in mystery you didn't know what any of it was or what any of it meant Right, yeah. which I love. I just personally love when things do that, you know. Um, and obviously, things went on. We got more answers, and um, we got more laser fights and uh, <laughs> and uh, big battles. But um, we got we but, got our pew pews. We got our pew pews. Can't live without them. Um, but even through it all, that it, it was like what I loved. I think the most about it was like how it stayed true to like the story of Wanda's grief and trauma, and her love and relationship with vision I thought paid off incredibly well. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, I'll have to agree with you. Uh, so yeah, I think this show is a breath of fresh air, uh, though not flawless and, and, uh, uh, neither did it necessarily go all the way with its premise as maybe I would have liked. It's one of the best examples in the MCU of like character first. We were kind of mentioning this before, but yeah, there's not, a lot of action it's more just like talking and and more like wanda envision you know uh fighting or or you know or questioning things uh and so yeah it's like character first the the story is solely focused on wanda and vision and their story has weight uh the, their story is uh, charming it's likable it's funny but yeah as you said before it's tr it's tragic and dark and and much more nuanced and weirder than I expected. I was always, I was excited for this show, but I think I, uh, it was like Falcon Winter Soldier and this, and then basically all the other ones. I, I could, you know, maybe I'll like them once maybe they come the out. Maybe the Hawkeye. Maybe Hawkeye. 
Yeah, uh, but but for the most part, yeah, like not, you know, intrigued, but not like terribly, terribly excited. Besides those two, but yeah, like I was like, okay, it'll it'll be pretty good. But yeah, I I was pleasantly surprised. And though it does kind of devolve into punching by the end, it's still a great show. Like it, like that doesn't ruin anything to me. Like that, it's still the show still created a very exciting corner of this universe where uh, once again it's like yeah you said it uh, creepy you know it's like it's like kind of horror-esque um you know and and we don't we don't really have that actually like you would think with dr strange we, we would have but no mm-hmm. maybe well, well not it's coming yet. soon coming, coming soon. soon with your boy yeah <laughs> mr sam raimi mr sam mr pizza time uh but no he's i can't wait for that movie he's he's a great director um but yeah uh so uh and and we finally like fleshed out wanda and and vision in a way that like i always wanted the the universe to do and and so like it's just another thing to be excited for in this universe like okay now we have like the wanda corner the wanda stuff where it's like witchy creepy like maybe down the line still more like hallucinogenic like nightmare-esque like imagery like now we got that you know what i mean like that's what i like about the the mcu it's like okay we got we got thor stuff like now at least now it's like a little more funny taika watiti we got guardians you know that's like weird uh crass but also heartfelt and and like and uh we had iron man for a bit and captain america with falcon winter soldier like political thriller-esque like we have all these things now black panther you know that's also a huge one you know so yeah and uh uh and and i i think what really uh helps the show a lot is that it expertly portrays grief and how we properly and how we can properly create a new narrative out of it um also we get to see vision in a bunny outfit so <laughs> like how you know it's already an automatic win in my book i think i it was something that i didn't know i needed <laughs> same with the with baby vision yes um, baby vision <laughs> it was something that was it was the missing part of my life that up until now i was lost and then i was found exactly baby vision you stole our hearts yeah. baby yoda I don't know, man. You got you got some competition. Got some competition. Exactly. Exactly. I don't know. Yeah. We'll see. <laughs> and to reinforce that point, because I, I do think it's something that the MCU really deserves the credit for, is how they like play with different genres. Um, enough, not just like comic books and superheroes, but film. I mean, you can, especially with this show, you could really tell that everyone, everyone there just loves this medium like they love television mm. they love films like i could not envision this type of scenario oh see envision mm, vision envision this type of scenario with wanda without wanda or vision like elizabeth right. olsen and paul bettany are just so like Ugh. they bring out this side to them that we never really got to see before yeah like it it, it, it it's it's a it, it just goes to show that like what you know yeah focus on these characters and you get some really cool stuff you know like that so you know because like obviously in the movies uh and i think you know a lot of people are saying oh they weren't good and but now they are i thought they were good in the in the in the movies like don't get me wrong i just always wanted more out of them because like it uh i think a really a weird thing and i and i do love infinity war it's probably one of the best 
ones about uh, one of the best movies but like it was always weird to be like oh wanna envision are a couple yeah off screen they were you know uh kissing <laughs> so it was like oh okay i mean I, you you did like set it up in civil war and and i civil war is like top tier for me but like but and and so like their scenes were interesting in that movie but i once again it was like okay that's the beginning and then we just kind of skipped some of that and got and just like went to oh, okay there are a couple now there you know there are a couple goals and stuff like that which i think still really worked for like that self-contained infinity war uh movie but i i was always kind of missing like okay can, can we see more of their relationship so we got that in the show I think that's part of the reason why I think it works better that we got this show first um, because it really, I think, because I wonder if it would have had the same impact it did if it was like months, months later after Endgame, like the movie that came out. Um, right, yeah. Because aside from Spider-Man Far From Home, this is the first thing we see uh, post-Endgame yeah. and it happens the soonest after like i believe it right. happens like a few weeks after yeah like um, literally it's like maybe like a couple of days after like wanda's like going a sword and like hey where's where's my boy you know where's where's viz where viz is where viz at um <laughs> but like you know yeah it's like uh it really is like one of the first like post end game things and you know to be frank uh and very topical it it, it also I think has hit a chord with people because we're kind of living in a way not, you know, that doesn't really compare to real life. Let me, let me preface, but like we kind of, uh, you know, we, we can kind of slightly relate to the snap quote unquote, like more than ever because of the, our current uh, uh, climate in, in, in the world right now with just like this kind of fear and uncertainty and kind of like, Oh, okay. Like, you know, uh, we're in a new just like era of of the world now where like people have, are, are gone and and stuff like that so i think that's why this show specifically is resonating with with some people because of that kind of like oh like post you know terrible thing you know and 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 post like okay like some people are back but like you know what does that mean you know we're, we're kind of just like in a state in the universe now where we're just like kind of thinking now like okay what's next after all this stuff happened yeah that scene with monica when she comes back and and has to and comes to that realization i thought was so was so heartbreaking and you're absolutely right it, it really does touch a nerve um that i think is very topical and um very much I feel like has resonated with like so, so many people. Yeah, like like that's why I, it's really in the timing too. So yeah, it's the first one. It wasn't supposed to be the first one, but it, it is the first Disney Plus show. And yeah, it's it's like a year later during this time. It, it it's just like lightning in a bottle. Like you really can't recreate that. <laughs> yeah, and then we get the pew pews. And then we get the pew pews, baby. Seems like we both really like it. Let's talk uh kind of about the the sitcom uh aspect of it because i think that's what is most interesting yeah so let's talk about that a little bit it's crazy how um the commercials worked out <laughs> the commercials I, I didn't expect it to be like like when the first episode dropped i, I like wasn't thinking like oh commercial breaks because we're, we're at a point now where it's like most of these shows that we watch are like on streaming um, right yeah 
and every commercial was like in the era that it was um set in yeah like the commercials like for the first one like was very 50s and and as we went along yeah it, it turned more and more modern which i i thought was neat i think it's neat and that and that it became like such a uh, an easter egg like people were like yeah. constantly search every frame of those commercials to yeah it was really such something. a communal communal experience in that way because like okay what what does this mean because like so, i think the first couple were like pretty obvious like okay uh what, what was it uh uh hydra right I, that was one of them that was one of the first ones yeah. uh, what was the very first one it was like stark right that's right yeah yeah the, the because um, the beeping yeah yeah which which we'll we'll get into uh hydra watch yeah, that was like the, the I think that was that was either the second episode or the third. I think it might have been the third because that was like I remember that being colorful and the first two weren't you know, had no color. Oh, that's right. <laughs> yeah. Um but yeah, I think the second one uh oh, I think it was Strucker. The 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 watch. <laughs> um no, the watch yeah, I, was I was pointing at my I was pointing at my wrist with, no, with no, nothing is on my wrist by the way viewers I, I just pointed at my wrist to him like look look <laughs> needs new batteries needs new, it totally needs new batteries fifth one was Lagos I believe um, yes the, uh, the super absorbent yeah I, I love yeah. that because like it was so like cheerful but like oh like what because what what wanda did in civil war was so like yikes it was an accident but it was like yikes you accidentally hurt, you know hurt and killed people and and it's like in this cheerful commercial about like hey you made a mistake but it's fine <laughs> or something like that or like you know you didn't mean to do it but it's okay and it was just like ooh, like i'm liking that i'm liking it it's weird it's creepy it's making me think more than just pew pew smash smash hero versus bad guy like it's interesting like that and i i think we'll get into into it more but like wanda is such an interesting character and i think be, i think one of the main reasons why is because she is flawed she is <laughs> not perfect she's not miss Mar uh miss marvel a uh, captain marvel pew pew i'm perfect you know character but like wanda is like you know like she like she's very powerful possibly the most powerful character we've seen in the movies in the universe but like she's she's she does some pretty shady things in this and um and uh you know yeah. like she she's 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 coping we understand her grief but like you know she's she kidnap these people essentially uh and they don't forgive her by the end which i like um and uh and you know uh and and she's kind of acting like a baddie a little bit a bad guy and so like that's what i like like she's she, you know, she doesn't mean to do some of the things she does and, and everything. She's still like, you know, I, I, I think at the end of the day, and I think the trajectory of her story is that, yes, she overall, she, she will be a good person, a good uh, a hero. But I think we're in this kind of starting point with her character where like we have to maybe question that a bit and we have to maybe like see like, OK, she's not perfect. And here's why. And that's what. It, that's one of the biggest successes of the show for me. But uh, uh, let me just, sorry, another tangent. I'm sorry, David. Stop berating me. <laughs> pew -pew. I, can, I, can, I can see it in your eyes. You want to pew pew smash smashy smash me right now. <laughs> so the sixth episode was, oh, 
I think my favorite commercial where it was just the kid, the little boy with the yogurt, and he just dies. That was my favorite too. <laughs> it was like on the. He it just was, dies. He just dies. Um. So what does that mean? What do you think that means? Because I think that's the most cryptic one besides maybe the next one. No doubt. I was when I first saw it, I was thinking that it was alluding to vision, that being that vision is, is dead. dead. Because <laughs> I think at that time we were thinking that Wanda was kind of lugging around Vision's corpse. Um, and then obviously that was like shown to not be the case. But Thank that, God. But, that would have been a little a little too much, I think, for honestly, me. Honestly, honestly, I kind of wish they went there. I think it would have been interesting. Okay. Been, I, I think only yeah. because it's like you know, they, uh, in the second episode, it alludes to, like, you know, they were making babies, and, like, you know, it's, like, some stuff like that, where it's, like, if it was actually the corpse of Vision. No, I will give you that. That's a really good point. Yeah, not um, not my original thought. Someone mentioned that online. I was, like, yeah, that's true, but I will say um, that that image of Dead Vision in episode four was fantastic. I thought that was, once again, a really creepy moment that we haven't really seen before in this franchise without without a doubt um anyway yeah, so yeah that's why i thought the commercial was alluding to it's like vision only now... being alive in the hex and he can't survive i think outside of it i don't know how the yogurt played into it i'm <laughs> honestly stumped on that well point. yo magic right is what it's called so i think oh. really it's about wanda i think like yeah i i think initially it's like yeah, maybe that because Vivid Vision and he's dead and everything. But I think that might have to do with more with Wanda and the shark is like maybe Catherine Hahn, which we'll get to because she's crazy good in this. Um, but uh, yeah, uh, uh, I think it might have to do maybe more with that. But I do like that we have to think about it. There's no like answer necessarily at the end of the show. Maybe it'll tie with Doctor Strange. So maybe we'll get more context. But for right now, we have to just kind of sit with it so that was like probably my favorite when it comes to just like just like bizarre like it, i lost it like the kid the little claymation kid just like dies and turns into a skeleton like it was just crazy and I, it was once again nothing i've seen from the mcu before so when we got to that commercial i had to think back and be like were all these commercials like this twisted and dark <laughs> and then i remember the capri sun commercials and they were like i remember this one commercial where this kid it's like where they step on the pouch and it's like don't step on the pouch <laughs> oh, yeah that's right and doesn't doesn't the kid like turn into the pouch or something and deflates he does he like oh, he God. turns into the pouch or he like literally blows up it's like that's crazy i i, I do remember that oh man so very accurate on on their on their end <laughs> <laughs> oh the, the, yes for sure then Jeez, <laughs> they did the research jesus christ uh so yeah the, uh, and the last commercial was nexus which was like a sort of the pill uh commercial or like you know you take this and it might cause more depression you know and it was like oh shit that's hilarious <laughs> um uh because it's just like you know i think that was a little cryptic too but i think it was more you know i, I think you could understand that like that's more like wanda's like world and like how she's dealing with grief right now and how she has to face her truth and everything so yeah um i thought the commercials were like you know once again very very small portion of the show in uh in uh overall it, when you look back but like it's 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 they're such standout moments that make the show 
um, that I, I don't think a lot of people are mentioning right now. And I think, yeah, I think it's, I think that stuff is really key because not only because like you, you, you get sucked in more into this world. Yeah. It, it, it can just be like, Hey, let's just do something weird for a second and just like have no context because you know, like you get it. Like it's a weird sitcom world. So like, you don't have to think much more about it and just instead you have, to, you feel it, you, you feel whatever it's trying to convey. Um, which, once again, very unique to the MCU. So we got the 50s. The boss is coming for dinner. You know, and uh, and I love that, by the way. I love that first episode. Uh, what I loved about that first episode is it, it plays most of it straight. And that it really, you know... Ha I'm sure a lot of audience members were probably like, what the hell? <laughs> but I, I, and I'm sure you did too, was just like... We were just like, yes! Like, this is exactly what we want. Um, and then the second episode, and and that was like magic show, and and I I was in, more invested in the magic show than the pew pew smash smash. Uh, <laughs> uh, what else? Uh, and yes. then the yeah, we got the, we got mini pew pews. We got a uh, mini pew pews. Mini pew pews in the in the magic act. That's Walk true. To cover up visions. Oh, drunk, drunk vision! By drunk the way, vision. is yeah. the best vision. <laughs> Uh, uh, Vision needs to eat gum more often because that was hilarious. Uh, the, so the third one, 70s. Uh, I really liked the visuals, especially in the 70s episode. I I thought it, it was just like a really warm feeling. I can't even describe it. It was just like, it was like almost a bottle episode just in the house. And it was, it was like, a, I don't know. The, I don't know what they did with like the color grading or the the way they filmed it, but I I really like the visuals, especially in that episode. I think the the hedge trimmer bit, where like the guy is like you know he's just cutting through grass and then he starts cutting through like the the like what the is it the cinder block kind of like the yeah the cinder block and he's just kind of like just he just with a smile on his face he just keeps doing it and he's just like uh huh uh huh it's all good everything's good here fourth episode. Real life, whatever. Uh, five. <laughs> um, uh, uh, we got 80s slash 90s. Like, it's kind of also 90s because we kind of skipped to Malcolm in the middle later. Um, and I thought also of great visuals. And, 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 and that was more like, you know, uh, full house, right? Or like yeah. a family ties. Like, it was like, oh, uh, let's sit down, kids, and talk about, you know, what's what life is all about kind of thing. So that's what I really liked about that episode specifically, that it, once again, it plays into the format. Um, six, and it uses it to tell yeah. the story, too. Like, yes. all these uh, tropes, they're not done for the sake of, like, it being like, hey, this is the 80s, and this is what they did in the 80s. Phil, the, the mustache guy, uh, he, he, especially in the first three episodes, he's like the guy that was like, that was my grandfather's piano, you know, and like, uh, oh. and like that guy, like the, he was hilarious. He, he didn't, you know, he was, he was just in little bits here and there throughout the show, but especially those three episodes where he's like, like he's a, like you see him first, like in the, in the, the work in the office, like, you know, he's doing his job. And he's just like, what, what do I do or something? And, and, and then the second episode, he's like, what I said before, like, oh, that's my grandfather's piano. And uh, and uh, the third one where it's like Dottie was like, how do I look or whatever? And the light shut off and he's like, <laughs> and he's like, oh, thank God. Uh, and I thought like, oh, like that's that's brilliant. I, I, I wanted I, I and we'll we'll get into it now. I think I wanted more, though, out of out of I think the the uh, the town uh, of Westview. 
I think the first three episodes did a brilliant job, like kind of spreading the wealth when it comes to like, okay, we're also going to chill out with Dottie, see what she's about. She's like the queen bee and like Phil, the greatest cinematic character of all time. Uh, and, uh, I, I, I don't remember everybody's names, but, uh, but the, uh, the, he's the neighborhood watch guy, you know, that guy. Yeah. Um, like, you know what I mean? Like the first three episodes, we really got to like, take our time with like, okay, here's like the whole town. And I think, you know, as much as I, I liked the rest of, of it too, I think in an ideal, you know, setting, I would have maybe made it like. 10 13 episodes and like we maybe we spent a little bit more time with like the the town but i think what we got though was hilarious i just that's more just like a nitpicky like if maybe we could have spent a little bit more time just to just so like once that ending that finale when they're all like out of that spell and they're all like wanda fuck you like you 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 know you, your grief is poisoning us all this look i'll do anything you want just like i want to see my kids again and that stuff does hit like i'm not saying that stuff doesn't but i think it could it could have uh been a huge gut punch if like we got to know these characters like even more like we're like they're kind of supporting characters throughout and then that happens and it's like ooh, there's like a new thing to it because i think one of the big criticisms i had with have with the show is like oh it kind of after three, it's like, okay, here's what it's about. And I like it still. I do. Uh, but I think some of the problems with I have with the show is when it, it's like, it, it almost doesn't uh, trust the audience enough to be like, to still play along. It, it has to be like, okay, fine. Here's what's happening. It's almost like begrudgingly doing that. And I think that, once again, I think that's my big issue with the show, if I have one, is that it kind of begrudgingly does the MCU stuff, I think, to its uh, detriment. And I I think, uh, yeah, I, 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 and we'll get into it more, I think. But so, yeah, so we talked about the commercials, David. Uh, we talked about the sitcoms, basically. Oh, uh, and the sixth episode was Halloween, spectac spectacular. Um, and uh, that was more like, oh, you know, uh, Pietro um, or fake or Pietro. Um, you know, he, he interacting with Wanda and like, you know, having that kind of dynamic of like, oh, crazy uncle kind of thing. Um, and then, and while Vision's trying to figure out what's going on and uh, going on. And then like the seventh episode is like, as we were talking before, like office and, uh, and modern family where it was like, you know, uh, 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 mockumentary kind of filmmaking and stuff like that, where they're talking to the camera and everything. And so yeah, Wanda's depressed and everything. And, uh, yeah, and then we're just kind of done with the sitcoms after that. Um, and even though we still have like two episodes left, and so yeah, um, second to last episode was like Wanda backstory, um, and then the the last episode is is a pew pew smash smash. The pew pews, the pew pews. I totally agree about all the sword stuff. Um, yes. My so my least favorite episode is is the fourth episode. Okay, I'm glad you said that because it's mine too. I, I remember as we were watching it, um, I was talking with a few friends of mine and we were like, you know, the first three episodes, like you had no idea what was happening. Things were like sort of fell off and you you still had the, the, the funny sitcom moments, but then you also had like this, the, the, the mystery and the suspense was kind of like gradually getting revealed. Right. And then the fourth episode came in and was like, bam! It, it felt almost like you could feel like 
everyone was like hungering for answers, prematurely giving stuff away. You had all these FBI secret agent dialogue sort of stuff. And you get like certain moments of, uh, of, of lines that you could, you, you, it's like when you, when you, when you hear a line that you're like, you know, this is supposed to be funny, but somehow yeah. you, you don't want to laugh at it because it's like they're telling you to laugh at it. And I don't want to laugh when you want me to laugh. So Exactly. I'm... Like you're kind of like, you know, pause for, for a fact. It's like, no, that now I'm not, now I'm not going to laugh. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Um, and I just, I felt that way in that episode uh, a lot. I, yeah, I that, that was, that was, that was all, I, I agree. That was clearly the weakest episode in my opinion. And I felt like a crazy person because everyone online was like, oh, this is the best episode yet. Like I can't believe, yeah, we're getting answers, baby. And I'm just like, no, wait, 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 no, no. Let's go back to what we were doing before. I liked that. <laughs> that I was, that's what was, was fun. And we did get back yeah. to that. And, I and, and I, not the, and I, you know, I, I think there's some episodes that will talk about more but uh i and we did get back to that but i was really worried and i know you were too yeah i was very worried i was like oh <laughs> fuck are we like are we done already <laughs> it reminded me of uh so i, I so you know this because i mentioned this as i was reviewing the episodes weekly um when that episode dropped it reminded me a lot of uh in twin peaks for anyone who's watched the show um there's the central mystery of the show is who killed laura palmer um, Laura Palmer being this uh, uh, high school uh, girl who was kind of like the, the the sweetheart of everyone. Like everyone loved Laura Palmer. She was like that popular kid. And then suddenly she's found murdered, um, wrapped in plastic. Um, and the the main driving engine in that show was um, uh, this guy, Dale Cooper from the FBI comes in and they're figuring out who killed Laura Palmer and reveals all these other colors and all these other undertones and darker mysteries of what's happening in this town of Twin Peaks. But then uh, you get to a certain point in the show, uh, CBS or uh, I can't remember whoever was uh, uh, airing that show went to David Lynch and Mark Frost. They were like, hey, uh, we're starting to lose ratings. Let's let's solve this mystery. And, and David Lynch was like, no, 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 no. We, we don't want to do that because then you're going to kill the, the magic of the show that it's essentially the whole reason that this show was kind of like moving forward. But then ultimately they came to a point where they had to give some sort of answer to this mystery. And then you inevitably lose a certain air to this show that sort of stumbled a little bit afterwards. And I was very worried. I was really afraid that that was going to happen to the show. I don't think it necessarily. I don't. Like, I don't think it did either. I yeah. think. I think there's a. I have a few issues with some of the later episodes, but I think when it comes to the sitcom stuff and all all the stuff that really mattered with One and Vision, I actually thought it was maybe even better than than the first half. But I. But I once again I agree. It's like it's hard, especially when you're a mystery show. It's like the 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 crushing realization that it has to actually answer some things and so it's like oh crap we actually have to like deliver on on what we're promising people yeah and i and i, and I think I like and i and we'll get into it but i think it works like i i think like what eventually it's trying to do and trying to say does work and i think it's, it's in some ways about those episode four uh stan 
stanners stand like people who stand the fourth episode i think it's those people that are kind of that are kind of like maybe right now like fighting over how it ends and everything but uh because of theories and and like oh answers that i deserve for some reason uh or certain certain things they they thought up that didn't quite happen um but yeah i i i agree with you it was inevitable that we were going to get answers and i and right. and it's not like I didn't want there to be answers. I no, think yeah. just the thing with me was like I wish we had gotten a little later. I, I would have yeah. preferred. And it's a it was I about the journey, and I wanted and I wanted like the journey a little more. Yeah, a little more drawn out. Uh, and I, I I think the the show for the most part is about the journey. I think like even if you're pissed off at the answers, I don't think that really matters. I think it was just a fun thing to like be like ooh. What really I think matters is the relationship between Wanda and Vision. And I think on that account, this movie, this movie, <laughs> this, uh, it is a movie basically, uh, but this show really, really works for me because of that. And I think to just to kind of finish up on the like sword stuff. Yeah, I agree. Least favorite part, least favorite character, by the way, Hayward. Um, can we talk about oh, him just yes. for, just for a second though? Um, I think he only works in episode eight and every other episode he just does not work for me. I, I thought he was boring and I, I was kind of theorizing just for fun like oh maybe he's Ultron because like he's so boring. <laughs> like can he be someone else? <laughs> like I was really I was really hoping for that just because like just to give him something. No, oh, 100%. Like something that was really interesting about the eighth episode that uh, kind of like got me thinking uh, not necessarily like Ultron but like so he knew or possibly Ultron because he knew that Wanda could bring people back from the dead how did he know that that was something that yeah. didn't really get answered I, I really I, you know I think the, like I think it's hard death. to do finales in general but like they can't really take that time because you know they're wrapping stuff up but yeah I, I do agree like you know if this once again if this episode if this season was like 10 to 12 episodes we could have maybe fleshed that out more but i think he's just a secret asshole like he's just like you know you think he might be nice at first then he's an asshole and that's about it that's well, he all tries to shoot two little children i think that's like when you get to that point where you're shooting at two little children you officially reach that point of assholery assholery he's a total dick uh he's like just I don't know. There's nothing more to him, and and uh, I thought that was by far the most disappointing part of the show was any time we had to cut back to this boring motherfucker. I I thought it was just like I don't know. Like I had you know I had theories too, like everyone else. But like if he was Ultron, I don't know. It would have been something. It would have been like it been something. It would have been like okay, he was boring, but like you know maybe we'll set up Ultron and later like he was disguised as a human or whatever. But instead, we didn't get that, which I'm fine about. I I don't think we necessarily needed Ultron in this story. Um, I do. I would like him back though. I won't. I won't lie. Um, I think he was done well in Age of Ultron, but I think his plan was stupid, and so I think. As long as he doesn't have a stupid plan, bring him back. I thought he was fun, <laughs> but besides, but I, that besides the point, yeah, Hayward sword stuff, uh, eh, not terrible, but definitely, definitely the weakest stuff. Um, 
but let's talk about all the characters for a second just to just to have a little rundown i think uh, at, at least when it comes to like the the uh, more supporting players so let's talk about um jimmy woo from uh ant-man and the wasp i thought he was fun i i i think when it comes to just that whole team of people of characters the uh, jimmy woo darcy monica i think they had their purpose and i like them but i think by the end of the series they're just there you know like it was just like okay you guys are fun that's all you guys need to be but i i think if i rewatch the whole show again i'll be more prepared for it because yeah it seemed a little like oh what was the point then in a way but i think as long as you're like they're just fun supporting characters helping the heroes out i think it'll be all right they played their parts well like yeah um, and i thought were... he was great i thought jimmy woo guy who played jimmy uh kendall park i think is his name randall park. randall park i'm thinking of someone else <laughs> um yeah randall park i thought was really fun actually even though i thought episode four was weak sauce like i thought uh his lines were actually one of the only like times i laughed in the episode i, I think he said something about like a softball season or something so, like something about like uh well softball season's over so i'm here uh, it's kind of thing. And I thought that was kind of fun just cause he's like, you know, he's like, uh, endearingly, you know, just like the every man, like he's going to bring coffee to everyone. He's just kind of Mr. Nice guy. And I like that. I, th- I thought that was an interesting energy to the show. And I thought Darcy is the best we've ever seen her because she's actually like competent and funny at the same time. Like she can be funny, but also like, you know, she'll, she could try to help our main characters instead of in the Thor movies where she's, I don't know, I don't know what she's doing in those movies, but she, they, they finally used her correctly. I think. I agree. I, I didn't even remember she was in the Thor movies. Someone had to remind me. I was like, <laughs> where have I seen her before? Oh, she was in those Thor movies. She, she sinks. She sinks dark world. It, it Dark world is like at, at least well, I don't five times world. worse because of her lines, not her fault, but the way she was written. Oh, I believe that. I just, simply do not remember that movie i think i've blocked <laughs> off my memory it's okay david it's okay you can forget about dark world um yeah uh but i thought they were fun and i really like darcy in episode seven specifically when she's with vision and i like their kind of dynamic um but she people are saying this and i agree like she kind of just has one line at the end of the show and she's just like have fun in prison and yeah, we never see, and her we again. Don't see her again i think i i think people are like oh covid maybe and it's i i think so because like you like there's no way like they intentionally like had her just show up once at the end like i'm sure she had other scenes or potential scenes but because of maybe scheduling and covid and everything because I could tell that even though I liked the finale, I, I think the finale was hit with COVID. Like, I, I feel like some of the stuff that maybe was going to happen or whatever maybe didn't because of everything. And so, like, I think maybe the last episode slightly suffered because of that. Um, what else? Uh, so, yeah. Uh, and Monica Rambeau. Uh, I thought she was she was good. Um, and I, and I, I liked... Um, her kind of uh, perseverance kind of attitude or, or like, you know, she, she had positive vibes, uh, positive 2021 vibes. Uh, I thought she was um, a a good moral center in a way that the show needed because Wanda's not giving us that. She's not giving us that energy. She's given us a dark negative 2021 energy and we needed, uh, we need, we needed someone to be like, here's what you got to do. Here's the right thing. You know, I'm going to help you out. Kind of, kind of character. 
Yeah, she was the one I latched on to quite a few times, like, because basically every argument Hayward was making held up to, like, zero. And oh, yeah, forget no it. If Hayward sense. was the only guy, like, trying to convince, he would, trying to convince Wanda, like, he would fail every time. <laughs> it would be oh, so yeah. boring. So, like, so, and also it'd be so one-sided, because, like, clearly he's in the wrong. Like, there's no, like, conversation. But with Monica, you're right. Like, when she's talking with Wanda, it's it's more profound. Yeah. Like, she was saying, like, everything that you would want, like, you would want someone to say in that, in that scenario. Like, no, wait. But what about this? Like, no. Like, no, 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 no. Um, I mean, Tiona Paris is in such an incredible actress. And I'm, like, just so happy that she's in the MCU. I'm so yeah. excited for her in... Uh, Captain Marvel 2, presumably. I thought she was incredible in this show. Yeah, I, I like her kind of also like sort of conflicted nature about Captain Marvel. I think that's really something they could play with Captain Marvel 2. Some drama because, once again, in my opinion at least, Captain Marvel had little to no drama and stakes. So I, I would very much like that in the sequel that they, uh, Monica and her kind of clash a bit and it's not an easy relationship. I think that would be super interesting moving forward. Um, but yeah, I really liked her. Not my favorite part of the show or anything, but I think a very needed, necessary part of the show. And I think her moments are very strong because of her performance. Without a doubt. So yeah. Um, Evan Peters. Evan Pe Okay, this is the big hot button topic that I almost <laughs> dread talking about just because it has. there's so much controversy towards it right now yes, yes, but yes. but i i thought it was great i thought the way they handled that look i would i have liked more screen time out of him yes of course but i think the whole like nah he was an actor the whole time i thought i liked that i thought it was funny i don't care what other people think i as someone who thinks like bringing in the multiverse is probably the 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 most uninteresting thing the mcu can do right now i i i i was fine with it i thought he was he he served his purpose in the plot the plot's about wanda and vision it's not about x-men or you know all this other stuff they could have potentially brought in to detract from our story i think they handled that well i thought that was fun i think this is kind of like an example of where i i do wish we got like Maybe one more episode because... Yeah, I mean, that's, that's once again, a, 10 episodes, yeah. 11, 12, like, we need a little bit more, but I, I did like it. It was such a big, like, he was such a big part, um, and I do understand, like, um, the the theorizing because it's, because you bring, because when you bring someone like Evan Peters, who was playing Quicksilver in right. the Fox X-Men movies... It does, it, you can't help but like kind of let your mind wander a little uh, bit. No, I, I definitely, like I, I don't want to say like you're like anyone's dumb for like expecting no. it because of course you're going to expect it. He's there, They're, they have a multiverse movie coming up. Like, of course you're going to think that. Like I, so I, I, I don't think it's like crazy to like to theorize that for sure. He got a very, he got like a very small bit of closure uh yeah. and it just ended uh, yeah. on like the boner his name being boner <laughs> honestly that the, the way people reacted to that joke makes it funnier to me just because it's like it's just a boner and he laughs at his yeah. own name i thought that i mean like i don't know like i maybe maybe because once again i'm not a huge fan of like 
trudging up like uh like i don't know multiverse stuff in a story that doesn't need it like maybe i don't know maybe like i'm sure in in doctor strange it's gonna work because that's the story you know what i mean like that's totally what they're going for but for this i felt like if they went there what's the purpose one and then two like would it help the story at all and i don't think it would have so i'm i i definitely get the the complaint for sure i but as someone who i guess my per from my personal preferences i was fine that it was a i was fine with it being a, a misdirect mm, it was like iron man 3 points iron man 3 like was a great like nah it was actually he was actually an actor like i thought that i thought that makes things more interesting and, and keeps you on your toes because MCU gives you what you want like 99% of the time and but people for some reason have to really constantly complain about the 1% the 1% time they want to like try something different experiment and be like hey maybe it's not exactly like the comics or it's not going to be exactly the way you think and that's surprising and that's you know what I mean because everyone expected multiverse so like for it not to the one thing for it, like to not actually be exactly what you think it is should be interesting but instead there's like online everyone's gonna everyone is fighting over it but yeah mm. anyway no i agree with that <laughs> <laughs> but i i thought he was fun though in episode episode six i thought he was very funny and uh even though it wasn't technically him like you know there was Catherine hahn controlling this character but still I thought he he was a very fun presence that I think was very needed, especially for that episode. Uh, oh, so, yeah. definitely. He like slipped right into that two thousands role of the, like the older brother from Malcolm in the Middle. It was like pure perfection. Yeah, it was so good. It was perfect. Um, uh, so yeah, uh, if you have an MVP, because we only have three characters left to talk about, uh, if you have an MVP for the series, uh, David, who is it? It's so hard because this show really has so many incredible performances from like so many people. Um, I was thinking about Evan Peters and I was thinking about Paul Bettany because uh, Paul Bettany, like, because we really got to see him be funny. And yes. it, 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 in that sense, remind me of Chris Hemsworth because we never really got to see him be funny. And when he did get to be funny, it was really funny. Um, so I love, love, love that aspect of it. But I really think the, the shining performance of this whole show is without question and uh and i guess unsurprisingly elizabeth olsen as right. wanda because it really goes without saying she gives six different performances in these different eras of television and just seamlessly goes through each one completely living in them all but on top of all of that gives such a, a powerful performance and the highlight of it being in that eighth episode where you really see the tragedy and the grief of everything that she's been going through. Yeah, it, it was stunning. And I, I, I think like even those six different performances had little mini performances within those performances. It was like scary Wanda, uh, uh, empathetic Wanda, uh, Wanda that's, you know, uh, deluding herself into playing along into this world but also the 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 wanda that's like kind of realizing what what is going on and like you know and trying to work around that so there's like so many little nuances to a performance and uh we'll definitely get into it a, a tad more uh, uh soon but 
I, I think like, I think she does a phenomenal job and I think it's one of the characters now to look out for in the future because like, I'm so excited. Yeah, like once, It's really intriguing. yeah, it's really intriguing. She's flawed, but she's also like, but she's also yeah, just super interesting, and and you feel every emotion and and her performance. You 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 just see step by step like what she's feeling. It's never muddled. It's never unclear. It's always like you you know what this character is gonna do next in a way, like like you like that's how well realized her performance is and how uh, well realized her character is. I think that's a huge success of any character is that it's okay if you actually know what they're going to do next because that means that it's well done that you know the character inside and out uh you know what i mean that you could say that about some of the greatest uh characters of all time like walter white tony soprano i'm not necessarily saying she's on that level but i i but i <laughs> maybe not yet at least but i but i do think that like Oh, and see. Well, wait and see, baby. Multiverse, Yeah. multiverse of madness. Great title, by the way. Holy crap! Um, but yeah, I but I do think she's phenomenal in the show. But my MVP is Paul Bettany as Vision. I think, uh, and and I and we kind of mentioned this before, but yeah, he's so funny. He's so funny, and I, I like almost every moment from him in the show is absolute gold. He's endearing. He's hilarious. He's kind of a new character in a way because like he's not necessarily the vision we know, kinda, but maybe also is because what I really liked about the show when it comes to grief and everything and I think, you know, uh like Jar Jar Binks, vision is the key to all this. Um uh, he's a <laughs> uh and uh I think vision You know, he he's kind of like a, a, a created memory from Wanda in a way, but maybe the soul of Vision too, because because Wanda and Vision are both connected, not only just like personally, but like through the Mind Stone. So I wouldn't be surprised if later on that's they're like, oh, that's his soul in a way, like inside Wanda's like Mind Stone self or, you know, her powers, her energy, potentially, even if it's not. Regardless, I think his his this vision is really endearing and really funny and and just like the heart of the show in a lot of ways. And yeah, I think we we couldn't have had this kind of story if like uh you know before Endgame. Like this has to be like after and like what that means. Like oh, this is a new vision maybe, but also like the same one, you know. And it's after Vision died, so I think like Paul Bettany is just like ridiculously good. Um, and he's one of my new favorite MCU characters because of that now. Um, I think, like, he has the best moments. He has, like, so many good dialogue moments with Wanda, with himself. <laughs> uh, which, by That was the a way, great moment. by the great moment, uh, which, by the way, him saying, like, oh, get ready, guys. Get ready for the big cameo. And someone I've always wanted to work with. I think uh, uh, it being him... <laughs> is hilarious and it's like yes like like he wasn't lying it makes so much sense you go back to that interview like oh he's clearly talking about oh yeah this actor i've had so much great comes from he's clearly talking about himself yeah like it's it's obvious but uh but i think that's just brilliant because like yeah like it works with the story it's not like some i don't know it's not like ah oh, here's thor you know it's like who cares about that like i like thor but like who cares about him showing up in this like it it has like 
like this is why this is one of my favorite ones uh from the mcu because like even the big cameo like works within the story because it's it's vision <laughs> it's vision like of course it's going to be one of those characters and it's a character we know already but it's a like you know it's a white vision it's sort of the real vision you know and and you know it's that's why it's so interesting and and yeah instead of because my big issue with mandalorian season two a season that i really liked by the way i think the luke skywalker cameo works but it, it kind of like it kind of sits with you a little at least for me it kind of sits with you a little weirdly because it's like yeah you kind of just did the big fan servicey moment that's why you have like a 9.9 .9 on imdb rating it's like you're you're like i i like i get like playing into fan expectations and playing in the fan service and i think that works i think that's why the the last two avengers movies did work because they did that there's a there is a power to it and a, and a positivity to doing fan service but you got to do it right and uh and i think luke skywalker was was 70 percent right i think like there's that 30 percent where i'm like a little like eh, did he really need to do it that way where he looks like a dead robot man but but regardless of, of mando i haven't uh, seen the mandalorian yet so i trust i trust your i trust your take on that yeah uh but uh but you you decide for yourself of course but that was my that was those are my thoughts on the luke skywalker thing still where i'm like you know it's the it's the big moment everyone wants and that's great but sometimes sometimes you shouldn't get what you want always and uh and i think this this vision uh big reveal was great because like i, I think anytime actually there's a twist about there being like oh there's actually two of whatever character is in the show it's like always super interesting like have you played uh batman arkham knight or a uh, city i i have not physically played it but i've watched some gameplays on youtube so of do it. you know what i'm mentioning or do you not know i, I think so like vaguely okay so if, if it's all right oh please uh, yeah you. okay <laughs> um but like uh at the near the end of arkham city the the reveal that there were actually two jokers the whole time in the in the game is like an amazing like just like oh shit kind of moment and and lost kind of has that too i won't give that away but but it, it's just like i don't know for some reason like maybe because it's like you don't expect it because like well there's just one character it's the one character where we have that character and so them them to reveal in a you know way that makes sense in the world of the show or movie that like oh no there was actually it was actually it actually wasn't the character you thought it was the whole time i think is is always like an interesting twist that i really liked in it anyway so yeah paul bettany is great i and i and i loved his cameo but overall i i, I loved him in the show and i thought he was the heart of it um it was kind of like uh you, you saw wonder woman 1984 I have not actually. Okay, well, yeah, as you know, probably like Steve Trevor is back in that, and then things happen that, of course, happen because we see Wonder Woman in Justice League. So you can kind of put two and two together what happens to Steve Trevor in that movie. Um, but uh, uh, I thought they did what Wonder Woman did better. <laughs> I thought like, okay, we brought a character back, but it wasn't like, like we maybe because it's also a show uh Vision, but like we really took our time with that and we and it wasn't like a weird like body swap thing it was like okay it's it's a it's a vision i don't know if, if it's the vision or not we'll see but like it was a endearing version of vision that that we got to really know and love and 
and we, we play those kind of same beats at the end like Wonder Woman did, but it, you actually feel it more and you're actually like kind of um, moved by the ending of his story. Uh, either the ending of this Vision story or not, we will see. But like I liked his kind of last line about like, who knows what I'll be next. And I, I thought that was really moving. Yes. Mm, yes. Uh, yeah, we're, we're uh, rubbing our hands, me and David. We, we're loving it. We're loving it. Stroking our beards. Yeah. Or my, my stubbles. But yeah, so Vision, Vision's great. Uh, so I do want to shout out uh, Catherine Hahn. Catherine Hahn, yes. She was a close second. She's Very close second. She's fucking phenomenal in this show. She... She's a she's probably one of the best villains of the MCU, I think. I agree. I know some people have said the opposite, but I I I think there is something to be said about uh her role in the final episode because the final episode um although I still enjoyed it overall, there's like so much that happens in the beginning and you're not always at least in my experience of it, I wasn't always quite sure of what was happening like with her and Wanda. Uh, like, because at one point she's like, I want your power as the Scarlet Witch. And at another point she's like, you need to be controlled because you're going to destroy the world. Yeah, I think like you could you could definitely like kind of pick apart maybe her plan or motivations, which is once again, as I mentioned before with Ultron, like great, but maybe fix your plan, Ultron. But like, you know, uh, <laughs> but uh, I think you you could say the same thing about Catherine Hahn, but I think like. Hers makes a little bit more sense because it's more small scale. It's not like I'm gonna make a meteor and and like explode <laughs> Big uh, the earth. On the ground. Exactly. Like like his like let's be real, Ultron's plan was dumb AF. Um but uh but I think her plan was more like small scale and more like kinda interesting, more interesting in the way that like, yeah, like she's kinda scared of Wanda. So like you kinda almost side with her. Like, you're kind of, like, I kind of, you know, I kind of side with her because, like, yeah, she kind of wants to stop her from being, like, the biggest bad guy of the universe. So you can kind of see where she's coming from. Now, like, obviously, she's very selfish and and uh, and villainous because she's enjoying what she's doing, which is not very good. Uh, and and we, yeah. we know that she's very self-serving because she wants the power for herself. So, like, you know, it's not like she's doing it completely for a noble, you know, cause. You know, it's for herself. But I think, yeah, I think by the end her motivation was just like, yeah, I want your power. And, and it doesn't even have to be as deep as maybe some of the other Marvel villains are, like Killmonger or, or Thanos even like it, it could be simple simply just yeah I, I want your power give it to me i'll do i'll do a better job you know kind of yeah, she does say that she's like you don't know how to use it like i know how to use it i wish we um and i i assume we'll probably see more of her oh we I definitely hope. will and i i think i think she's gonna be the loki of wanda's corner of the universe i think someone mentioned that and i was like yeah that makes sense because she's because she could potentially turn kind of good i think that could maybe potentially be her trajectory later on in the in the whole franchise because there's a little bit of like i wanted to do good in that flashback like i want to be good and i thought that was a really important moment in episode eight where like she maybe if we i i i, I hope that we explore her more and that maybe there's a maybe a, a little bit more nuance to her 
because maybe she does have that trauma of like killing her mom and killing all those witches like we saw that obviously she kind of controlled that situation for uh when wanda kind of possessed her but yeah we, there is a little bit there and and once again there also just her performance is just like creepy and like gleeful and once again as you know i like villains like that sometimes especially in these marvel shows and movies like like sometimes you just need a bad guy that loves being a bad guy um you know you have your thanoses where like you know they think they're doing right and killmonger where they you know they think it's a noble thing they, they think they're the hero of the story sometimes you just need a, a, a gal a, a witch who's cackling and and just loving what she's doing messing things up so yeah i thought like there was just little nuances to her performances to, uh multiple performances because in the sitcom world but and uh, and uh and her song her performance in the song like like her facial acting is was some of the best facial acting i've ever seen just in general and i think like that was the peak of like her performance i thought like was that was once again with no words just like showing her intent in that song was just so fun and like the especially the the little like look she gives to the camera before turning uh to talk to vision in the in that other episode like oh this is what she was doing kind of thing like she's kind of like you know pr uh pr you know uh, uh looking in the mirror whatever and then just kind of looks at the camera like Ugh. hey so anyway <laughs> You know, I, I there's just little things like that and things I'm sure you will go, you know, if we go back to the show, like you'll find and and yeah, it's just so fun and I can't wait to see more of her. But I thought her and her performance was already really good already, like in this show. So it's yeah, just so much good stuff. Retweet all that. Retweet, Retweet. every word of that. It's so true. Like she like like, man, I, I'm excited for the MCU again like like now now you get it now you see like okay there's still stuff to do Catherine Hahn could come back and that could be really fun maybe even as close or as soon as Doctor Strange 2 we'll have to see because she could definitely just be like a someone mentioned this but like a Hannibal Lecter type where she's like all right hey hey Wanda sure I'll tell you what to do I'll tell you how it's done but also maybe set me free or you know like fun fun potential stuff like that we could do in the future which is great and that's why i love the cinematic universe because even like we we got what we got here but there's always room for more which is what i like about the mcu i agree now let's get into our top three episodes of one division one one division i will I will start uh, with my number three. Now, uh, this was a, a tough one because all the episodes, for the most part, are very solid. Like, there's not a lot of, like, detractors besides what we mentioned before. With uh, Four being, I think, clearly the weakest episode. But besides that, like, they're all pretty consistent, I think. we, You know, they have their issues, of course, and we've talked about them. But I think for the most part, I, I'd probably give almost every episode, like, a eight or nine range um beside uh, out of 10 like range besides maybe f four which would be maybe like a seven something like that incredible ending in that episode but besides that like probably like a seven so yeah my number three uh is breaking the fourth wall the seventh episode of the series the office uh jim a jim from the office looks in this episode <laughs> i i thought it was just so fucking funny it was probably the funniest episode of the show in my opinion i thought there was just so many like weird 
uh, uh, little moments in it, uh, from especially from Catherine Hahn and Paul Bettany, where they were just like, once again, they they really brilliantly, I thought, like used the sitcom format really well in the story. Because at this point in in the story, Wanda is depressed. She's she's questioning everything. She's like, maybe none of this matters. I I just feel so low right now. And it's perfect because that kind of cynical energy is exactly what these modern sitcoms are right now. And it's kind of just like, yeah, life is worthless. Am I right? Looks at camera. You know, it's just like it's just like kind of perfect, actually, when it comes to that. And obviously, even though it's not quite as flashy as some of the other sitcom episodes, I think when it comes to just like a base character uh, focus, I thought it was really fun and just really funny. And Catherine Hahn's song is obviously peak her character, and I thought that was just so fun. It was like literally everything I wanted that that last song. It was just so fun. I like I was I was just like cackling. It was like oh wow, we actually got this. But but the whole episode, Paul Bettany talking to the audience, and he's like, what what am I doing here? I need to get back to Wanda, and he like gets he hits the mic on his head, and he's like, get out of here. It's just like so many fun moments like that, and. And, and, uh, but, you know, in a lot of ways, like, it's kind of a transition episode, like, okay, we need to, these characters to chill out and before we get to the big stuff. But I think it worked in the episode's favor. Like, it's filler in a way that I liked. And I, and I thought some of the best Monica stuff was in this episode. Her, like, going, like, saying, like, I can do this. I can get through on my own. And, like, she's going through and you hear those kind of thoughts in her head and she's changing. Like, I know some people critique, like, oh, it's a bit cliche, like, for that to happen sure maybe but like i thought it was really endearing i, I was kind of moved by that whole sequence it was because it was like trippy but also emotional because like she, once again she's persevering through it all she's not a perfect person at least when it comes to like thoughts of grief because she even admits like you know yeah i've had these thoughts too but like she's you can tell like yeah she's re she's very driven in a way that feels real and that feels tangible so like i thought yeah so like that that all that sword stuff was actually good because of you know because very little hayward but also but also yeah monica and and all that stuff was really fun and so yeah i thought it was all just like a ramp up but it was like just like a really fun funny ramp up so yeah that's my number three so david leon yes what is your number three <laughs> um i think well, it's very close. I think I will go with the series finale as my yeah, yeah. number three episode. Um, I and it was a it was kind of like a this, this is kind of like a bit of a stretch of an analogy, but I had the same feeling watching this series finale I, as I did when the last Harry Potter movie came out because the the part one had so much lead in and setups and build up to basically Armageddon with wizards. So I like felt similarly with this episode where it was like, we've, we've kind of like been leading up to this big explosive action, Bonafonanza. Um, <laughs> and, and, I, and I like, I had thoughts about, you know, like sort of like how it all went down in the first half of the episode, um, even though I enjoyed it overall. Um, yeah, and I, I will say this, as much as, as there was some pew pew smash smashy moments in the episode i think it was and i and in some ways like the show kind of like wants to get that over with in a lot of ways but like 
But, like, when it comes to, like, executing that, like, it still, like, was based in character. And we still had Vision and Vision talking to each other, not fighting for that for that second half of that battle. Which, once again, super interesting. I don't know if the movies would do that all the time. So, yeah. And, uh, yeah, exactly. It's, it's based in character because it just makes so much sense for Vision to win the battle, not through fighting, but through, you know, critical philosophy, analyzing. Um and the second half of the episode, I just think just perfectly kind of closes off a lot of things. Um, I appreciated the amount of time they gave to the second half of the episode. It felt like it was the perfect amount of uh, mourning time to kind of like say goodbye to like the children and to Vision. Like just that whole sequence of events was beautiful. And yeah, because like the climax, you're right, isn't the fight we have like 50, we still have like 10 minutes left and it's really about saying goodbye and like wrapping things up for the characters and their story and and saying goodbye to vision again yeah. <laughs> and so like yeah i i absolutely agree i think that's what has worked about the show is that even when it's going to do the important stuff or then the smashy stuff like it doesn't forget about the relationship between wanda and vision exactly like they could have very easily have not they could have very easily just had it all take place in one like in that town center kind of thing yeah but um yeah there's no, a I less there's a less interesting version of this episode uh uh out there for sure but I'm in glad one of that, the in the I'm multiverse glad. in one of the other exactly in a in earth uh 12 a <laughs> uh but yeah i i totally agree with you on that my number two on a very special episode, dot, 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 episode five. This is the 80s, 90s episode where I think the even though I, I kind of missed the uh, first three episodes, uh, that kind of energy where it was just like straight sitcom, no cutting back to anything. It was just like playing it all, you know, it was just all there. But I, I actually thought that episode five had the strongest sitcom stuff because it was weird. And even though we did cut back a couple of times, like it was still like really about Wanda's story. And I think maybe also because after four, I was like scared it wasn't going to be much about Wanda as much anymore. So I'm glad like in episode five, we got back to basics. We got back to, you know, it's Wanda and her grief and how she's kind of being a hypocrite. And, you know, especially that speech about like death and and like hey you know sometimes you gotta move on you know and you can just see through her eyes and through her acting that she is saying this but she through her actions look around you th that this world is is the consequences of her actions that she's she's kind of being a huge hypocrite here and once again that's what i like about wanda she's interesting and flawed but she knows what's right but will she do it? And that's, I think, the the big dramatic question of this episode and kind of the whole show. Um, 100%. And uh, I think that argument scene with Vision and Wanda is top three moments of the whole show. I, I Weird sitcom moment after weird sitcom moment where, uh, uh, where Catherine Hahn breaks character and the laugh track's still going and Wanda's just kind of like, huh? And she's like, could I, yeah, could I, uh, do you want me to do that again? And it's That's just like, like yeah. yeah, such another element of the show that was so cool and creative was the laugh tracks because when, because, and you see this sometimes on YouTube where you'll find like, 
Ross being psychotic on Friends and they just remove this, the laughing track, <laughs> it makes it so much more terrifying. And they and 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 they used it, I thought, so thoughtfully, like when there was laugh tracks and then when there wasn't laugh tracks. It was so cool. Yeah, I think it was just smartly used and like the insistence of the laughing makes it more uncomfortable in a way um in that moment especially but there's so many other moments with vision uh we got baby vision we got bunny vision uh we got all the visions uh we got all my fave visions and on the credits when she cuts the, like to the credits like you, oh you don't think like i know what i'm doing cue the credits like oh my god that's brilliant because like she's denying she's you know she she's uh deluding herself knowingly like and the, and the credits is actually kind of a brilliant like all right it's over i don't have to worry about what's next the episode's over and i thought that was just like one of the most brilliant things in the show and yeah once again that argument is so emotionally charged we needed that moment we got it where they're fighting that we don't see we haven't seen them fight like this in the mcu before so it was really interesting to see them conflict with each other because you know civil war I, I i love to pieces but we didn't really need get to explore a lot of like their kind of different ideologies wanda and vision because you know we have bigger fish to fry with cap and tony but in this show we got to explore that even more to its like kind of uh dramatic conclusion um where you know we have to we're almost kind of left with hey are they right for each other and I thought that was just super interesting because, like, yeah, Vision halfway through the show, uh, this episode is like, you know, we used to be so aligned. What happened? You know, it, it was just like a gut punch. And it's kind of the dark chapter in a way, even though it's like 80s and Full House and yay. Great song, by the way. I loved that song to bits. Yeah, I love this era of TV in general. So it was just so much fun to see it, like all the all the clothes and the. And yeah, like the theme song was just perfect. The, the lawn, the awkwardly lawn theme song. Yeah, oh, it was brilliant. And yeah, and just, yeah, and it just ends on such a funny note. Evan Peters is back, baby. Hey, who's the popsicle? And it's just like, oh, we're back to funny, haha. <laughs> but it was like intentional and it was like so, such a strong note to end on a great episode. So that is my number two. Cool, cool. Uh, my number two then. Um... I think I'm going to go back to filmed in front of a live studio audience, episode number one, the series hey. premiere. Um, yeah, just kind of to go back to the things I was saying earlier, I just love that. Um, well, the physical comedy was great. I don't think I mentioned that, but the physical comedy was so great. It was yeah, like it was an actual, it was actually a good sitcom episode. Yeah. And just, and then I just also loved that. I, I like I don't think we really ever saw again to like the same effect that that was done in the first episode but just like that whole like uh absurdism of everything uh to go back to because the dinner scene in this episode remind me of a very specific scene from David Lynch's Eraserhead when in in the very same dinner scene where something very weird happens um it's gonna be very weird for me to explain it over uh, audio if you <laughs> haven't seen the film but something very similar happens where something just odd is occurring and everyone just kind of like accepts it as you know the reality of it 
then the camera just focuses more in on Wan and Vision as they're like trying to remember where they came from and how they got here was really such a masterfully crafted moment of suspense that just left you on edge. And yeah, I like the little no like, uh, oh yeah, totally. And I, I like the, her, the, the ladies kind of like, stop it stop it stop it stop it like it was just like so creepy and i and those first three episodes are so standalone in a way that i liked and i in a way i wish they continued with but I'm, i like that like it, yeah it was a sitcom standalone episode beginning middle and an end you know like yeah like that in that episode specifically it's about hey we're gonna have the boss over for dinner and that's we're gonna play that story out i didn't think about this too until you just said this so the wife was saying stop it stop it what if that was like her subconsciously telling Wanda to stop it? Yeah, I think that's totally what it was now looking As back. As it kept focusing in on that. Yeah, that's... Ooh, ooh, yeah, ooh. That, that, that's what I mean. Like, it's 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 actually going to be fun to, like, rewatch some of these scenes now to be like, oh, okay. Like, I'm... Like, like when I, when I, whenever I rewatch the show, which might be after we finish this uh, conversation, <laughs> I don't know, we will see. But... Uh, but I'm gonna go back and and especially watch uh, Catherine Hahn again in those first like six or so episodes where I'm like I'm gonna be like laser focused on her like what are you doing you know I want to see everything you're doing now and so like I think that's gonna be fun to like uh, revisit and so like in the WandaVision episode where the the husband is like choking on his food. I feel like our number one episode will be very similar. I think our number one episode is probably going to be the same episode. <laughs> uh, but we'll see. Maybe not. But I think so. And before I reveal my number one, uh, I want a special shout out to episode two because episode two is also fantastic. I think it's a great black and white episode. Uh, we, 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 drunk Vision, Magic Show, like that beginning, middle and end, sitcom, baby. But anyway, um, I, I've been talking about uh, the sitcoms and how good the sitcom episodes are and how I was really dreading when they were going to completely drop the sitcom bit. Uh, and, and at the end of episode seven, they, they dropped it, it seems. So it's like, okay, we're going to go back to the punchy punchy. Like, okay, I just hope they do it well. My number one is episode eight. Episode eight, um, even though it has, n it's funny, it's not a sitcom episode, but it also is because it's about sitcoms. So in a really profound way, I think this is actually a masterpiece of an episode. And I know uh, you've talked about this before, but I absolutely agree with you. I think this is one of the best things the MCU has ever done. And I think it, 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 a penultimate episode kind of makes or breaks the show in a way. And this one really delivered. I thought, so we, we follow Wanda's life up until this point in a really endearing sympathetic but also real way where it's like okay i understand your grief does it excuse what you did no but i understand it i understand you more than ever before and i think you know and we go and we cut back to these flashbacks and I first I was like, what's the point of this? Like, are we just seeing the same things we already mentioned before? Because like we we see her as a, a child watching sitcoms in a really endearing moment. I think the, the score is beautiful in that moment too, where she's watching the sitcoms and she's really enjoying herself. She's escaping, and and then poof, that missile comes and it's just like, see, this is what I'm talking about. These are it's these moments that are like dark that I really want more of in the MCU. 
because like that's why we care about the characters these moments of that are so substantial to who they are and to what they're gonna be um but yeah i i was thinking like oh uh okay we're just seeing this again like and like we're just seeing it instead of her, her mentioning it before like what's the point of this and then we see not only do we see that tv behind that missile which also just like makes that moment even more tragic but also we see that she had powers she had powers before um before the experiments she she actually stopped that missile that's important that's something we needed to see i think you know you could argue like maybe they were that's a retcon probably doesn't matter i i think it's something that we needed to see and it's a flashback that isn't just flashback for flashback sakes like it enhances the show but also in, enhances her character because now we know this about her that when the chips are down holy shit a missile's gonna go off she's gonna do something about it she stopped it she stopped it so i think that's really interesting and and Catherine Hahn also throughout this whole episode is scary and funny, um, and Elizabeth Olsen kills it. Um, the whole episode, uh, there's just so many emotional moments to talk about, and once again, it, it was a surprise because once again, I thought it was going to be less good at this point, but it was actually the best episode in my opinion. Uh, and uh, and we get that scene, that scene with Vision and Wanda where they, they talk about grief. They talk about grief. That's the whole scene. They That's the only thing they talk about. There's no like, we gotta get the MacGuffin, we gotta get this, we gotta get that. Like, it's just about them talking. Just talking. Uh, and, and I thought that was one of the best scenes the MCU has ever produced. Him, and I, you know, and I did that quote in, in the beginning of the episode for a reason, because it's so because she, she starts it off, the scene, by saying, like, I keep getting punched down. Or, I, you know, th this wave, wave of grief keeps crashing over me. I'm going to drown. I can't do this anymore. I keep getting up and, and it keeps pushing me back down. And it's such a relatable, but cynical, but also really relatable, you know, viewpoint. Because that, you know, a lot of people, I'm sure, feel that way. Like, where, like, sometimes you, you don't want to get up anymore. But then Vision... <laughs> Vision, you know, he's so, he's an optimistic guy through and through, throughout the whole series, but, or the whole MCU, but yeah, she, you know, he, he says, but yeah, it can't be all sor sorrow, like, that's not how the, that's not how the world works either, uh, it, it, like, there, there is good in the world, and he's, he's a better Superman than, than we, Superman, right now, because <laughs> he's, he's actually a, a beacon of hope. I 100% agree with that. I did not think about that until you said it, but it makes so much sense. I 100% agree with that. Because he's a beacon of hope, and he's optimistic, and he's a friend. He, you know what I mean. There wasn't any alter ulterior motive. He just wanted to, he just wanted to be a friend to her in that moment. And I thought that was just a really aces moment. I thought like yes, we got that kind of moment in this show. It's just so powerful. And I, you know, yeah, one of, one of the best scenes I've seen in this franchise. And so, yeah, so we just kind of build to this moment and where, yeah, she, you know, yeah, so she didn't steal Vision's body. That was a false narrative by Hayward. And once again, that's why I said Hayward only worked in this episode because, like, he was, I think that was the only time his dialogue didn't sound just like, I don't know, cliched. But, uh, but like, he was like, no, he's not yours. He never was. 
And I thought that was like actually a really profound moment uh, for, for him to say, you know, uh, and, and Wanda, you know, cr you know, uh, she crashes, she, she goes inside and uh, goes to see Vision and she's like, I can't feel you, which is a powerful payoff to I just feel you in Infinity War. And there's just so many moments like that. And at the end, oh man, that, that, that house in Jersey that, that never, that was never meant to be. Uh, uh, and that note to grow old in was just like, it's just gangbusters, man. There's, there's so much good in this episode. Um, and, uh, and we, and this is a huge stepping stone for her character. She's just as interesting in my opinion now as like Cap, Tony, and all these other characters. Like, like they did it. They, they successfully made you want to know more about her from this point on. She is going to be on your radar from now on. And I, I can't wait to see more of, from her, her character of Wanda, because she's one of the most interesting characters now in the whole entire MCU. I love this episode. <laughs> so, uh, <laughs> my number one episode um, is is also episode eight. Um, yes. I just, yeah, literally everything you said, I think just perfectly encapsulates it. It connected so many things. Um, and also, yeah, I thought, like the way it did it, I was I was like nearly convinced that Wanda was just lugging around Vision's uh, corpse and that she had stole it because we saw video footage of it. But then when it's like, it's not like said that he lied, but you see that he lied because it just didn't happen. And, and it was so interesting because suddenly it was like there was another layer to everything that he was doing because beforehand, he was just saying, look, uh, I, I got to do what I got to do. That suddenly it's not the case anymore. He's got ulterior motives. Because um, it wasn't like a sitcom. I've heard some people call it a filler episode. And I could I could see why they say that. But, but the thing about filler episodes, which you also said, is like how they just uh, are... There are things that movies couldn't do. They're, thing, they're, they're like breathing room... For you to see how these certain characters they they interact you learn more about them you learn more about what they're going through and what they're sort of what, like what's sort of on their mind and this i mean was i mean basically just the definition of that in terms of wanda her story in particular is like cleared up now because we had only gone fragments in the previous movies i loved seeing it just go through like ebenezer scrooge like in the christmas carol like uh revisiting all these memories um it it just all added up so incredibly well i think this it, it was my favorite episode as i was watching it and i do think it still holds up absolutely yeah just total surprise and and you know as much as maybe i would have liked the show to do a tad more i still think this is a great show and we got a fantastic episode out of it so you know uh you know, we, we nitpick. We do. We we like our nits and we like to pick them. But <laughs> episodes like this, it, it's it's worth it. It's worth it to to talk about this show, to to watch and and just like yeah, converse and enjoy it. Um. So yeah. Uh. So those those are our top three episodes. What would your rating of Wandavision be out of ten, Lee Onions? <laughs> um. Yeah. I I, I honestly think it. It's anywhere between a seven and a half and an eight out of ten. Lee Onions, 
I think it's a it's a very solid show, and I had so much fun watching it. I'm really sad it's over. I can't wait for Falcon Winter Soldier. That that's my most anticipated of all these uh, shows. So can't wait for that. I would give WandaVision a very enthusiastic nine out of ten. As much as I was nitpicking, I thought this was fantastic, and I thought this was a like top seven MCU uh, kind of. Uh, uh, property or, or a, a show tv movie whatever uh just like one of the best things they've ever done and i just want to see more in the future so let uh mcu get more weird get more experimental let's get let's get let's have some fun all right let's have some fun <laughs> we're gonna have some multiverse of madness hopefully in the future so uh yeah uh but yeah i thought it was great and i think that'll be it for our wandavision discussion this was crazy and 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 amazing to talk about the show with you david thank you so much for being an awesome guest as always we talk wallace and gromit and we talk wandavision <laughs> baby we've covered the whole spectrum exactly that there's nowhere else to go but down <laughs> precisely <laughs> but yeah thank you so much david where can we find you you can find me on a pod another podcast that i have um it is an anthology a fictional series called The Midnight Theater on the Air. Um, I currently have one episode uploaded all the way back from October. It's called The Art of Suspense. It's a surrealistic, um, absurdist uh, radio play. Um, and I'm currently working on uh, uh, a few different scripts and hoping to get some more episodes out soon. If you like The Twilight Zone, if you like The Outer Limits, um, Night Gallery, all that sort of stuff. If you like WandaVision. <laughs> If you like WandaVision, you know, it's very much in that sort of uh, style. So I, I listened to your first episode of that and I thought it was fantastic. Oh, thank you so much. Um, so thank you all for listening to our WandaVision review. WandaVision, WandaVision. Well, thank you so much for listening. Uh, we have been NYC Actors Talk Film. Please rate, review, and subscribe. We got a giveaway right now. You got you to gotta follow us on Instagram and give us a review on iTunes, and you could win a Wonder Woman 1984 shirt, a Mandalorian mug, and some stickers. Uh, so uh, the giveaway ends on March 19th, so get ready for that. Um, we have a website. Uh, just look up NYC Actors Talk Film. Uh, we have a Wix site, so check that out. And we have a YouTube channel, NYC Actors Talk Film, where we uh, post episodes sometimes, and we do video versions of these episodes, so stay tuned for that. Thanks again for listening, and what what is love? No, wait. What is what is grief? <laughs> but love per 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 I ah, forget it. Precipitating. Precipitating. Thank you. You got it. All right, thanks guys. This is our home. Then let's fight for it. Oh.